We're going to turn to Colossians 3 this morning. <clears throat> the Lord has really just had me in, in the book of Colossians. And uh, this morning, if I, give, if I give a title to it, I'm going to call it Elected by God. Elected by God. I'm going to start reading out of Colossians 3, verse 1. And I'm reading uh, this, this translation to be the New King James Version. And it says this, If then we were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind, above, mind on things above and not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden in Christ and God, with Christ and God. When Christ who is in our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. I'm going to go on to verse 5. Therefore, put to death the members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry, because of these things which because of these things of the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. So what I want us to do really quick is, is just we're going to kind of break down the scripture. And I want us to I want us to look at this part. <clears throat> what does it really mean when it says to seek those things which are above? It says, and, and where, above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand. What does it mean when it says to set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth? So now what I want to do is I'm going to read the same passage, but I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. I just love the Passion because I feel it just gives us a, a deeper look with the eyes of love. And what it says, it says, verse 1, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realms and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. And do not, and don't, with the distractions of the natural realm. So now verse 5 says this. Um, I'm sorry, here where I'm at. Verse, verse 4. And Christ himself is seen for who he really is and who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. In his glory. The new life creation. Because we see, we're made in the image of God. Yesterday, I, I, uh, I shared with the guys a little bit, and, I, and I'm going to just share what I spoke briefly, because I know Alice is going to be sharing some stuff right after me. But yesterday, I shared with the, with the group how I had been awoken at like 5 o'clock in the morning on Thursday morning. 
So I wake up and I go to lay down again because, you know, I'm just, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. That's what you do. So I turn on my worship music and I'm listening to some worship. And I wasn't heavy into prayer. I wasn't like, I wasn't being all holy. And I was just there and I had a cup of coffee and I had my worship music going. And all of a sudden I heard the Lord say something to me. And he said this. He says, who do you look like? He says, do you look like the enemy? And I began to pray about that, like, like, like Lord, what do you, you know, is, do you want me to minister this on Sunday morning? I mean, like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? And as I began to pray, I'm just asking the Lord, and he's like, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? What do you see? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? And I was reminded of something that I heard my pastor tell me that really ministered to me. And he said this, he says, you can't have two pulpits. Meaning, I can't tell you something right here and do the, what, I, what God is telling me to do, but as soon as I step down, I got a whole other pulpit. I got a different, a, pulp, a different pulpit that applies to my family. And then I have another pope that applies to my friends that are around me. How do you act when people aren't looking? What kind of conversations are you having when your pastors are not around? Are you gossiping? Are you saying things? Are you slandering? How do we treat others? Come on, listen, I'm, I'm going to be, transparency brings breakthrough. And, and there's times that, how do we respond to the annoying cashier at Walmart? Right? Do we lose our Christianity? Like, because I, I've been, I'm, I get tested like that. I could be driving down this route number six or whatever, and I'm doing the speed limit. I got my seatbelt. I'm a law-abiding citizen. And all of a sudden, I got this guy or girl, doesn't matter, honking their horn at me. And then they get so mad because I'm doing the speed limit that they punch on their thing and... And they're giving me the bird as they fly by. I'm like, really, bro? Well, don't you know? What do I look like when nobody's around? Right? And then I turn on the music. It's a holy. But because it's true. You go to Walmart, oh my God. Boop. Boop. Hurry up, lady! You know how? I gotta go. It's true. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Lord. How do I treat my wife? 
How do you treat your wife? How do you treat your husband? How do you treat your kids? Hmm. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see Jesus or do you see the accuser? You know, what's in us, what, what's in us will come out of us in the time of pressing. Right? If I, if I fill myself with junk, then the time of pressing, junk's going to come out of me. Even with the annoying cashiers. Even with the guy or girl that's passing me up, giving me the bird. Because there's times when I'm, I'm in the glory and I'm so filled with the glory that they can pass me up, give me the bird, even want to tell me to pull over and fight. And I'm like, ah, bless you, bro. You're good. And I'm okay. But there's other times that I'm not in that spot. I'm just being honest. I'm a man and I make mistakes and we all do. And my wife is the first one to tell me, you need Jesus. So tell me, you need Jesus. You need to go to your office and you need to spend some time with God because I'm not dealing with this. It's true. And vice versa. My wife will come in and she's like that, that, that Muppet that's in the cooking. He's like, doo-dee-doo-dee-doo-dee. Mad at the world. And I'm like, babe, you need Jesus. Go to your office. We need Jesus. I'm going to have us turn really quick to Galatians 5. I'm going to start out of verse 18. Somebody tell me amen when you're there. Jesus, y'all are fast. I didn't even get a drink. (laughs) I'm like... Galatians 5. <laughs> y'all are too funny. I love y'all. See that my Alabamian just came out of me. I just love y'all. I did a live stream with somebody from uh, Tennessee yesterday, and a little Southern Belle, she just had this Alabama. Well, well, praise God, I got Apostle Pete with me this morning, and I'm like, oh, I just love the accent. We love Alabama, so. <clears throat> so we're going to read out of Galatians 5, verse 18. It says this. I'm, I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. And it reads this. But when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of, of the law, but soaring above it. Now this is where I want to focus on. What do we look like and who do we look like? Because it says this, the cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, Chasing after things instead of God. Manipulating others. 
hatred of those who get in your way. Come on. Senseless arguments. Haven't y'all just had senseless Man. I've had some senseless arguments. Like, why am I even arguing about this? I just learned now to say, sorry, that's not my portion. (laughs) Resentment when others are favored. That means when people get blessed, we get bothered because they get blessed. Temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions. I'm guilty. Like, that was a good idea, right, babe? No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It's a great idea. Being envious of the blessings of others. Murder. Uncontrollable addictions. Wild parties. And all similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those that use their freedoms for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? can't get mad at me for this. That's what the Word says. Clear and crystal. It says that if you flow and you function in these things, you will not inherit the kingdom realms, the kingdom things in your life. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit See, I asked the question, what what do we look like? Who do we look like? The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love and its varied expressions. But the key word is it's divine love. We just got done with that uh, Valentine's Day. And... (laughs) So, I'm going to try not to go into a rabbit trail really quick. <laughs> but see, I've always been a person that just despised Valentine's Day. <laughs> I did a video recently. I don't know if you guys followed me on Facebook, and I did a live video, and I talked about, because I really believed that Valentine's Day was a day that was designed for man to fail. <laughs> Simple. All the women are like, how dare you, false prophet. <laughs> but I've been delivered of that. I really have been. <laughs> I think. <clears throat> but I just praise God because I have an amazing wife. And my wife is like, you know, every year I'm like, don't give me nothing for Valentine's Day. But I don't want nothing for Valentine's Hey, I'm not going to get you nothing. So I don't get nothing either. It's like, I will get you what I want the day after. Because I will not be the man who's subjected by a system 
that I had to get you something because they told me to. Right? So, but not only that, the day after, everything's half off. <laughs> right? Everything's half off. Cheapo here, right? No, I'm kidding. But, but listen, so it never fails. Every year, my wife will give me a card. I'm like, no, why did you do that? But no, listen, but Valentine's Day, it, it was all, it's all about love. And I, I, I'm reminded of, of Bob Jones because it's been five years since Bob Jones went to be with the Lord on Valentine's Day. Five years on Valentine's Day. It's been five years. And one of the things that Bob Jones said that when he had this encounter where he, when he did die, he had a supernatural encounter that he went to heaven and he's standing in line to get into heaven. It's like an encounter that he had, an outer body as he physically died. And he's listening to the conversations of the people as they're going in. And they would ask him, the Lord would ask him, did you learn how to love? Did you learn how to love? And they would respond. None, there was never a, how big was your ministry? How, how many people got saved? How many churches were under you? It was, did you learn how to love, right? So, we rec- recently lost a, a, a really good friend of ours as well. Two days before Valentine's Day, I believe, we lost Paul King. And Paul King, um, I don't think it's a coincidence that he dies pretty much two days from the same date that Bob Jones went to be with the Lord. Because, see, they're friends of God. They were friends of God. So let me move forward. The fruit of the Spirit produced within you is divine love. The expressions are this. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. Kindness and virtue. A life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of the spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Keep in mind that who we belong to, Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced the crucifixion. For everything connected with ourself, life, has been put to death on the cross and crucified with the Messiah. We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after Him. So may we never be arrogant and look down on another, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value. So, we're called to be the elected ones. We are the elected ones. What are some of the ways that we give power to the enemy? What are some of the ways that we give, um, we give power and we relinquish the power? And it's this. Number one, by our bad thoughts. Number two, we create scenarios and we create 
patterns in our mind that produce instability. Let me give you an example. I can think of something about someone because I'm talking about who's in, what, who do we look like. I can think about a person or I can think about a situation and I can base and I can create a, 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 an opinion in my mind. And what happens is my mind will then take that opinion and will create a whole story about something that I thought. Just I'll make one up. Someone didn't come to church this morning. Wow, yeah, they're, well, they're probably offended. Yeah, they look like they've been offended. Yeah, I noticed that they look really like they didn't talk to nobody this past week. You know what? Maybe it's because they're so-and-so's this and that. And I create a whole story, and it produces instability in my life. That's right. How we see people, we begin to form opinions. So now in the scripture that we read earlier, it says, how do we, how do we set our mind on things above? That's a really good question. How do we do this? How do I set my mind on things above? I'm going to read out of Philippians 4, because I believe it says it best here. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, it says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and our minds in Jesus Christ. How do we set our things above? When we do everything in prayer and petition, but most importantly, with thanksgiving. That's a big deal. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. This past, this past week, I've been, I've been under some pretty major heavy attack. And I lost my joy. I lost that thanksgiving. Just being honest. My God, what are we doing? Everything feels like it's just crumbling down. What's happening? And I had to get back to the place where I didn't see what the enemy wanted me to see. I didn't see the very thing that the enemy was trying to get me to identify myself as with the old belief system, the old sinful nature, but that I was seeing how God wants me to see. And through prayer and petition, and if I lived in the place of thanksgiving, he says he will guard my heart and my mind. Because see, my mind was creating scenarios. Man, this is going to happen, and then that's going to happen, and this, and this, and this, and this. Before I know it, man, I was already in a coffin. I'm just, I mean. You see, if we live in Thanksgiving, Holy Spirit 
will lead us to make better decisions. He will allow you to let go of toxic attitudes. I shared this with the men. Like, you know, some of us go around and have angry faces all the time. Mad. Just like that, Norm. That's right. <laughs> I love Norm. But we do. We make faces and, and we're like, But yet we, 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 we want to see, we want everybody to see the Jesus in us. How can they see Jesus in you when all you're doing is, is backbiting? When all you're doing is talking behind people's back? When you're gossiping? When you're coming against your leadership? When you're coming against your wife, your family, your son? The fruit speaks louder than anything. It'll let go of toxic attitudes. I've had toxic attitudes. That's what my wife says. You need Jesus. Even relationships. When you do prayer and petition and thanksgiving, it'll guide you into healthy new places in your walk with the Lord. Here's some keys for you. And I call this my... uh, um, the must, I can't even say this right, but the must of our lives. Sounds like a soap opera, right? Today on the must of our lives. But these are, it's true. We must come to Him daily. We must ask for His help. We must seek to hear his voice. We must, come on, this is a big one. We must open up his word. Too many of us believers don't even read our word. We have to read our word. We must. Pray and thank Him always for the work that He is doing in our lives. It's really easy to look at all the things you don't have. It is. It's really easy to to look at all the opposition and, and the struggle. But when you begin to thank Him for the things that you do have, the things that you don't have begin to pop up. So I'm going to continue back in Colossians. I know I'm jumping back and forth. I told my wife this morning, I said, man, I, my notes are everywhere this morning, but it just, I just have a lot that I want to share. So we're going to go back to Colossians 8 really quick. I mean, Colossians 3, verse 8. So in verse 8, it says this. Now you yourselves are to put off these things. 
anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. You see, I shared something Saturday that I can't allow my freedoms to become a stumbling block to others around me. Meaning, something that I'm set free in, something that, that the Lord has delivered me and set free in, may not be something that somebody else is. They could, it could be very well a stumbling block to others. For example, tattoos. But did you get that before you got saved or after you got saved? It doesn't matter. Just see, religious. Poof. You see, that's just that thing that pops up. But see, I'm free. <laughs> I can't allow myself to be a stumbling block to others that are around me. Some people are okay with drinking a beer. I, I listen. I don't drink, but some people are okay with that. And that's between them and God. But there's believers that will not participate. And you don't want to be a stumbling block to your brother. Just because you think it's okay to have a beer, your brother over here doesn't agree. So I'm not going to go and pop open a beer in front of my brother and let him fall and provoke him. I know I'm touching on some stuff now. <clears throat> Do not lie to one another. Galatians 2.20 says this, because we're talking about the new man. As we, as we become a new man, made renewed in the image of God, Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave his, himself for me. What that means is that we no longer identify ourselves with the very thing that the enemy says we, we, we were. You no longer look in the mirror and, and look like the enemy. You no longer look in the mirror and see the accuser. Because you have been made new and whole in the image of God. Colossians 3, verse 12, it says, Therefore, 
Now, this is the key word. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you must also do. If I've done something to offend you, I'm sorry. You have to forgive me. You don't have to like me, but you do have to love me. That's what the word says. I love you. Verse 14. But above all things, put on love. It's the perfect. It's, it's the bond of perfection. And then, verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in our hearts to which also you were called in one body and to be thankful. Come on. Verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and in all wisdom, teaching and abonishing, admonishing, I'm sorry, one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. What does that look like? Get a visual of that. What does that, what does that look like? Let the word of the Lord dwell inside you richly in all wisdom. Teaching. I mean, and to loving. We're loving on one another. Like, like Christopher, man, you're so awesome, bro. And I, I don't know if it would be like a Disney movie. Christopher, you're so awesome. I know y'all want to get that CD. <laughs> Singing grace in our hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in the word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This morning, I just want you to know that the Lord says you are the elect of God. It says you are holy and you are beloved. 